Hi, welcome to Create Beauty Every Day. I'm Deanne Fitzpatrick from HookingRugs.com. And I come here just to talk to people about what they do to create beauty every day. So today I have an old friend and her name is Jen Manuel. And Jen, tell me, tell me who you are and how you create beauty every day. Well, I guess the beginning is that we met through rug hooking, but yes. now rug hooking is, you know, a bit of a distant memory. <laughs> uh, and nowadays I'm spending most of my time working with wool still, the same wool that we were rug hooking with, um, but sewing with it. So making pillows and quilts and focusing on one of a kind home decor items. Mm -hmm. And and it's called what? Where oh, sorry. Find you? Fish Eye Sisters. Yes. So Which is what you used to call when you had a when you were teaching in rug hooking. That's what you used to call. I was fish eye rugs. Fish eye yeah. rugs. So now yeah. you're and fish eye sisters. I was fish eye sisters um, about five years ago. My sister and I had started sewing quilts together one summer when the weather was crappy, and you know she wasn't very happy with her job and I wasn't very happy with mine, and we're like maybe we could just do this for our job and you know talked about all kinds of names and in the end we're like wait a second why don't we keep that fish eye nix the rugs and mm -hmm. add stickers and then we can we're not limited so you just like dropped this big bomb you just said like and this is what everybody thinks i'm doing this and now like you you hear a lot about don't quit your day job you know you hear a lot about stick with it use it you know use it on the side you you know it's hard to follow your passion i that's not what i'm hearing from you no what i i came to the conclusion it's hard to know if you can make a living you know unless you're working at it full time yeah you just didn't because know it is so much work no matter how much work you think it is it is more work <laughs> it's so um, much work it is so much work and we kind of prepared for about a year so right. we made this decision and um it wasn't it was actually a little bit more than a year before i quit my job okay so you kept your job for a year and then like, did you save money for the next year? Well, in case? I would, we were really, I, that was my plan. My plan was that I would, you know, cut back all my spending and I wouldn't be frivolous at all. And the reality is, is that when you start a business, you're just hemorrhaging money. <laughs> and <laughs> we were spending, we were spending all of this money. So at, at, by the time I quit my job, I did not have savings, but we had acquired a whole bunch of stuff that we would have had to have used those savings on anyway. Yes. Um, so it ended up being okay. Like the first year was tough and then, mm -hmm. um, made a little more challenging because after about the first six months of both of us working on it full time, my sister decided that she would go back to her career. Yeah. And so then it was just me. <laughs> so and it's just your business now. It's just me. Yes. It's yeah. just my business. I am, I'm a one woman band. Yeah. And at the time I decided to keep the sisters because I had invested thousands of dollars in you know, labels and bags yeah. and stamps and, and it makes no <laughs> difference. Stuff. And we had already been, you know, promoting Fish Eye Sisters for forever. Yeah. And I wanted to kind of keep as much of that um 
capital, the capital is not the right word, but you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it, it's kind of a capital. I know what you mean. You is So you and your sister, you understood her going back to work? Yes, I understand it more now. Yeah. <laughs> further in. Um, yeah, a little further in. Like it was, it was a difficult adjustment, I think, for both of us. Yes. Yeah. Um, but now everything is, everything turns, you know, it's the older I get, the more I realize that everything ends up the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And sometimes you need to be a little patient till it comes becomes clear but this is what I always wanted to do but I was always too chicken mm -hmm. too chicken to do it on my own so like what got the bok bok out of you like how did how did you stop well, being when Sandra said Sandra said that she would do it too then then oh. it was it seemed less risky yeah <laughs> and then she decided to go back but then you kind of knew that, that it was point, possible by that point, yeah, I'd already spent a lot of time. And the only thing that scared me more than going it on my own was having to go back and get a job. You weren't having that. No, I, I had no, no interest in that at all, even though I was working way harder than I ever worked when I had a job. Yeah. And do you ever question it? Have you ever questioned it? How long, how, how many years has it been? So this is my fifth year. Yeah. So every year every year gets better. Last yeah. year was fantastic. It was everything that I ever wanted and, and more like, yeah. it was great. Um, this year is going to be a bit more challenging, but, um, but last year was great. And it proved to me that it is, it is actually possible. So much potential. Yeah. So Jennifer, you make the pillows, you make the blankets, you make the wall art, mm -hmm. but then you also sell it. You sell it on your website. I sell it on my website and I also sell it at shows. How many so, shows do you go to or did you go to last year? Oh, last year. Oh, if I had to guess, I'd say probably like 12 or 14. Okay. Um, it's a little complicated because I did some markets where I was there every week. Right. Locally. Yeah. And, but I did um, shows mostly in Ontario, um, like Toronto and Ottawa and then local shows. So in the Muskoka area. And then I went to Vancouver last fall for the second time mm -hmm. and Edmonton last year for the first time. Okay. So. And so have you ever gone to a show and it's complete bomb? Um, not a total bomb. I've had days where I've gone to the market and I've sold nothing. Yeah. That happens <laughs> at the market. Yeah. But it's a market. It's, it's yeah. five hours and you just never know who's going to show up. Yeah. Uh, but the average of the market ends up being a good, a good way to spend my time because I do yeah. meet, I do meet great, great clients for sure at the markets. Um, yeah, I, most of the time I, like the big shows are expensive to do. They cost oh, a lot of money to do. Yes, they do. Um, both in terms of, you know, your little patch of real estate. So your yeah. 10 by 10 spot or your five by 15 spot, whatever size you pick. But also um, you have to get there. You have to get all your stuff there. Um, you need somewhere to stay, you need yeah. food to eat. Um, sometimes, you know, the cost of the hydro isn't included. So you yeah. have to pay, you know, another $300 so that you can have mm -hmm. lights on. Yeah. It's um, always thousands of dollars for shows, shows in a big city. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you need to also provide your whole booth. Yes. So 
if you have any shelving or any hard walls, that's all stuff that you have to either bring with you or pay, pay for. And when you go, do you drive to those? Do you like most in Ontario? I drive. Yeah. Um, but when I did the shows out West, I flew and I sent all my stuff on a pallet. Yeah. So, um, it went the f out to Vancouver on the train and yeah. then back on a transport. So it's a lot of organization as well. Yes, there is so it's not, it's more than just making pillows. <laughs> yeah, It's a lot more than making pillows. And then you have to do your books. Yes, that is um, one of my least favorite things. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone help you with anything? Um, well, my sister still has to provide editorial <laughs> commentary. Yeah. She helps. She always proofreads my newsletters for me yeah. and makes helpful suggestions when I get too, you know, blabby. And um, I do use an accountant to do my, file my taxes. And yeah. if I have questions, I ask him. But the bookkeeping, I do myself. Um, but you do everything, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. That's, that's a wow kind of thing. I mean, well, it's, it's tricky in the beginning. Um, you know, we did everything cause we couldn't afford to really hire anybody to help us. Yeah. And at this point, you know, the only thing that I would like more help with is probably photography at this point, right. but that becomes tricky because everything I make is one of a kind. So if so I want put it on my website, I need a picture of that exact thing. one. So if anyone, and also I think Jennifer, like you do things really well. I remember saying this to you years ago, like, um, you were making like paper newsletters at that point for, you know, mm -hmm. and, and you said, Oh, with a Mac, it's easy, but it isn't that easy. You have, <laughs> you have a, a level of design ability and an eye that I think it must be hard. It must be hard to find somebody to do things for you that kind of meet your standards. I don't mean to say you're picky because you're, I don't. Well, I, don't, I, I'm, I'm particular. Really? I am particular. Um, and I think too, sometimes I know what I like, but it becomes harder to ex explain it. Mm -hmm. I also worked for years as a HR manager and I've worked with a lot of different people and I kind of feel like I've done enough of that. Yeah. Do you feel like the whole, your whole business is your art or do you feel like the pillows are your art and the art, you know, the, your, your, the things that you make, I meant to say. Oh, I, th I think that the, it's like functional art. Is that, is that what you mean or? Yeah. But I mean, I mean like, you know, the whole process of your business and your newsletter and everything, is that oh. all part of you as an artist or is it more? the things that you make, that's your art and the business is something else. Yeah. I think it's what I make is, is my art. It's if yeah. I could, if I could only make stuff and have magic, you know, money magically appear in my bank account. Yeah. Um, I'd be happy with that. And, and the reason I can tell that it's the making that's my favorite is I rarely procrastinate on the making. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I can be, I need to write a newsletter. I need to write a newsletter and you know, sometimes days, weeks, months can go by before I actually make that newsletter. Right. Um, but I would never take, you know, months to make something in my studio. Well, sometimes I do, but I'm always making other things. Mm -hmm. Whereas the, 
you know, the selling is kind of the icky part. Mm -hmm. That's not the part that you love. No, no. I love to talk to people about my work and, you know, obviously I love it when people buy it, but I don't, I don't like being, having to sell it. Yeah. Like I like to sell it, but I, I like for it to just sell itself. Yeah. Yeah. You're not pushy about it. I hope that that's the way that it comes across. Cause really, you know, I, I want people to just love it. If they're buying it, I want them to love it. I don't. And who buys your work? Who, who you must know, who is it that loves your work? Well, I'm lucky enough that I have a lot of, you know, repeat customers. So that's extra flattering because, um, you know, it's one thing to see it, like it, buy it. It's totally different to live with it for, you know, months or years and love it so much you want more. That's, you know, kind of next level appreciation. Yeah. Um, It's a lot of women. It's men too. It's people who, um, I think like, like color, like handmade, appreciate the uniqueness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, a lot of people like my work, unfortunately, you know, not everybody can, can afford it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I kind of only want to make what I want to make. <laughs> and I only like complicated things and complicated things take time. And, you know, the more time something takes, you know, the, you know, the more expensive it needs to be because, takes a lot of time. What, uh, what led you from pillows? Cause it started with pillows, right? Or quilts? No, we're, it's both, both at the same time. And then what led to wall art? Well, I wanted, there was a period of time where we were making table mats. So placemats with the same wool exterior quilted wool. Uh, and some people were taking those and framing them, ah. or taking those and putting them on the wall. And I did want it like wall art was kind of on my list for several years, but I just couldn't figure out how to finish it. So it's kind of like, you know, with rug hooking, you've got always got that edge (laughs) you need to deal with. And so you need to be able to finish that edge in such a way that it is still, you know, doesn't detract from the rest. So do you make the frames and everything? Or? No, I buy the frames, um, but then I stain them. Okay. So they come, they come unfinished. Yeah. And the frames, you know, I'd been kind of percolating on the side burner for years about the wall art and, you know, thought about all kinds of different ways that I could do it, but I couldn't figure out a way to do it where it wouldn't take just as long as, just as long to do as the fun part. Yeah. Which, the actual you know playing with the color and arranging the shapes and and doing the quilting um and then I happened upon these frames when I was out at an art supply store one day and I'm like oh, I wonder if these would make and so I bought a, a bunch and a bunch of different sizes and I did procrastinate what happens next with those it was probably about two months before I psyched myself up enough to see if it was going to work or not because <laughs> yeah. if it wasn't going to work I knew I was going to be you know bummed so um but it did work and, and it, those yeah. are those frames are made in Quebec so and, oh, try, great. That's try to Canadian Canadian as much as I can yeah so. yeah there's a lot of art supplies made in Quebec Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of canvases stretched and stuff like that. I I buy some stuff from Quebec too. Um, well, 
I think that you've come up with like a really unique product, right? It's very it like you're, you're doing something unique. And a lot of times when I hear people who are going to shows and they're doing something unique, the next thing I hear is that someone else is doing it. Has that happened to you yet? Not on a, not on a big level. Like I know that there are people who see my work and, you know, go home and try to play around with my ideas on yeah. their own. Um, I know that happens because every once in a while, one of those people will post something on Instagram and it will appear. It'll appear. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram knows and, you know, <laughs> lets you know. Yeah, it lets you know. That's right. And, but, you know, I think, well, a couple of things. Well, one is that my work takes a long time. Yeah. You know, in one of my pillow collections, I might have a hundred different fabrics. Right. And yeah. so if you want to replicate my work, you need to have a big, a big, yeah, a big yeah. selection yeah. of, of work, of, of wool to pick from. And because I'm dyeing my own wool, I have, you know, complete color control. Yeah. Um, I only have to use what I like, not what I can find. Yeah. And so there's that side of things. Um, and then it also takes a long time. <laughs> not everybody's rushing to do it. No, not everybody's rushing to do it. Or they think that it would be, it would be fun. And then like, you know, we all have taken on those big projects where we're just ba barely started and you're tired of it already. Um, so I think it would, it would take just a person just like me to want to do it. I mean, I think that's what makes it art, right? That's what elevates it to art as opposed to, you know, just having a recipe and cracking it out, I guess. Do you know what I mean? You're, yeah. you're, you're involved in every one of those pieces that you're making. Yeah. And there is an evolution. There is something to be said about doing the same thing again and again. Yeah, something beautiful. Like you, le you learn. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even as recently as about three or four weeks ago, somebody sent me a picture of uh, a pillow that they had purchased from me, you know, probably about four years ago. Yeah. And I looked at it and I was just like, oh. <gasps> Don't show that to anybody else. <laughs> That's well, it's, good, it's good for me because I think it's kind of just like not that I have children, but I you know have six nieces and nephews, and yeah. when you see them all the time, you don't really notice how much they've changed. But yeah. when you all of a sudden you know rewind four years, you can say, "Wow, like wow, they it's really changed." Yeah, that's great. That's a great way of explaining that because I feel that about my work too. Like I don't see the evolution sometimes because I'm right there with it all the time. But mm -hmm. yeah, you look at it like kids, you know, when you haven't seen it for a while. And I'm like you, when I see something that I made 10, 15 years ago, it's like, oh, wow. It's very different than who I am now or what I want to express now. And sometimes I'll see stuff that I made like a long time ago and I still have that mm -hmm. same feeling of what, like, wonder like wow like I can't believe I made that like yeah. I I love it just as much or more now than I did when I first finished it yeah I know but I find that in my experience that's probably 
two or three pieces a year. Those are the really perfect ones. They're oh, yeah. They're not even perfect. They're not perfect. They're just, they're the pieces that made you go, oh. Yeah, I know. And, and if you're lucky, you'll have two or three in a year. If I, you're lucky, <laughs> yeah. Because really, I was walking with a couple of artists one day. And we were both thinking about it and we were saying like, and they were long, they were people with long careers that you could look back over 20 years and think of, you know, like on one hand or maybe a few extra, like those are the pieces like over a career. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are those pieces. A little game that I, I play with myself sometimes. Cause you know, when you're all alone, you have to amuse yourself. <laughs> And I don't know if you play this too or not, but when I, sometimes when I finish like a whole bunch of work, I'll kind of look it over and say, you know, I bet that's the piece somebody buys first. Yeah, I do play that. Yeah. Are and you, sometimes, you're... sometimes I'm right. Yeah, I know. And sometimes I'm like totally wrong. I know. And sometimes the piece that you really love, that piece that so you think is the best, that doesn't resonate for other people mm -hmm. at all. So, and the consolation of that is that you get to have it around a little bit longer. It is. I know. <laughs> and sometimes that makes you love it more or sometimes it takes away something from it. It's just interesting. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes, uh, then I end up changing when something's around for a while, I'll change something in it just cause I see it over and over again. Well, with my work, it's a little harder to do that, but, um, we have a, a good, a family friend who's an artist and, you know, she used to say that she just, you know, rematted a bit, a bit smaller or a different yeah. area. Yeah. And one, one time she called me up and she said, you know, that one, that one pastel that you really love, she said, I've matted it to be very, very, very small. I think you should come and pick it up. <laughs> It's now yours. Yeah, it's now yours. Because I know you love it. And, you know, it was, you know, originally, like, probably, I don't know, what's that, like, 14 by 20. And she yeah. had it to be, like, you know, 8 by 8 or something. <laughs> Jennifer, how has doing this changed you? How has making this transition from, you know, full-time employee to full-time owner, how has it changed you? Well, overall, I'd say I'm a lot more content. Mm -hmm. I'm a lot happier. Great. Um, that's the the biggest change I think is that I'm yeah. I'm happier and more content. I have a lot less free time. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't really have hobbies anymore. Mm -hmm. um, mostly just because I don't. I don't have time. I, I keep trying to tell myself that I'm going to give myself the gift of time and there's, there's just always so much to do. Yeah. But in the last few weeks that, you know, with everything that's going on in the world, there is, there is more time. Mm -hmm. I do feel like I have more time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm just kind of percolating about what, what I'm going to, how much time I'm going to give myself and when and what I'm going to use it on. Mm -hmm. so. you know, just being happier is enough contentment I think that's like when you say that that change made me more content then on every level it was worth doing mm -hmm. yeah happiness is hard to find. well true, like happiness happiness is I don't think it's lasting it's a little fleeting yeah. but yeah. I think you know yeah. contentment I think is a better more achievable attainable yeah goal. it's more tangible I agree yeah I love talking to you as I always do.
We've always I had nice me too. I was I was looking up last night because I was like, what, how long ago was that that I, you know, walked into Deanne's house? Remember, you were still in your house. Wow, I was still in my house. You were still in your house. Wow, and it was I think 2006. Yeah, I would have so definitely years ago. Yeah, I'm so glad I moved my business out of my house because I I love because I was able to flourish when I did that. Mm -hmm. For me, it worked. Well, you know, I have a family who lives with me too, right? So it's a lot different than if you're on your, if you have your own space and you can control mm -hmm. everything, you know, in your space. But uh, I'm glad that I did that. Yeah. I, I contemplate that if, about having a studio outside. I was just going to ask you that. Yeah. Oh, and I think, you know, there will come a time where that, where that happens. Yeah. Um, but for now it, it's, it's working. I think when I leave here, then I'll, then I might split it up. Yeah. Um, I always think if you're, if you're an independent maker, you could always like have a studio anywhere. Like you could have it on a second floor of a place or, uh, you know, like in cities and towns. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. You wouldn't have to have, you know, be storefront. No. Yeah. Storefronts are, are a lot of, um, responsibility, you know, cause you want to be open and certain times and stuff. Well, and people cannot like expect you to be open. Yeah. I'm really glad we talked. Got anything else to tell me? Um, probably as soon as we, you know, disconnect, I'll have about 10 things. <laughs> how, about a, how about a good book re recommendation? What are you reading? Well, I just, the m most recent, like, novel that I read was The Dutch House. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Yeah, The Dutch House, which was it's very so good. good. Um, and then on my bedside table, I have a stack of books. I went on a little bit of a book buying binge, but they weren't novels. Um, but in, at the moment I'm reading, uh, Making a Life by Melanie Fallick. Oh yeah. So I have that that mm -hmm. I'm working away at and I've been revisiting my old Selfage magazines. Yes. Yeah. And I kind of, for every Sunday, I was starting a new one, but I kind of have lapsed over the last couple of weeks. So I need to get back at that. Yeah. And yeah, I spent way too much time online. So I need to try and curb. Yes. I waste time online too. Well, I wasted on my phone. I've been buying my groceries online and I just seem to love that app. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's get some apples. I don't yep. know. I around on I, and and um i i think that is going to be one of my um one of my commitments to myself is to is to really watch how you know to own my phone and make sure that it, it doesn't own me mm -hmm. well and it's tricky because you know we use our phones for so much now yeah and and it is a real huge part of our businesses both of ours probably mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, even just like, you know, your, your calendars there, like I keep my grocery list on my phone. Yeah. I, yeah. I keep all kinds of lists. Your ideas. Lists I keep my ideas on there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm taking pictures. I'm, you know, sending an email. I don't, I don't use, use it too much for emails just because mm -hmm. I, unless it's a quick, if it's a quick email, I'll answer on my phone, but otherwise, you know, I use that excuse to wait and do it after I'm at my computer, which isn't always, you know, in the next few hours. Yeah, okay. That's a good way oh, of controlling okay. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, in the last, you know, few months, I've kind of 
you know, given myself a little bit of a break to prioritize. And, you know, sometimes it's okay if you don't respond to somebody's email right away. It is okay. It's okay to wait 24 hours for anything. Well, or 48 or 72. Yeah, or 72. It is. It is okay. You're right. I mean, you know, you got to think about customer service and I always think about that, but there's a lot of things that aren't really customer service oriented that you do need time to think about. And it's important that we give ourselves time to think, you know? Well, I find that the, you know, the more complicated the message or however I feel it, if it's complicated or not, or if I want to choose my words carefully or whatever, those are the emails that tend to get procrastinated a bit yeah. more but the, the simple ones um the yay that's great yeah <laughs> those, i know very easy those fly out right them. away <laughs> anyway i'm gonna get going i really love talking to you as i always do and um i just wanted to say that you are jennifer manuel and you run fisheye sisters and how do they find you um the best is to go on my website which is fish eye sisters F-I-S-H, E-Y-E, and then sisters with an S on the end, dot C-A. And if you want to see what I'm up to more recently, uh, the best thing is Instagram. And I'm at Sisters. Great. And I'm Deanne Fitzpatrick, and you've listened to Create Beauty Every Day from HookingRugs.com. See you, Jen. Bye.